Hi, and welcome to another episode of Kentarkis. My name is Michael Yon, and this episode is Elon Musk and Nikola Tesla. This is actually a recording that continued on from our episode, The Human Cellular Memory. So you'll hear me asking about the cellular memory of Elon Musk in a sec. So yes, this episode is about Elon Musk and Nikola Tesla. So here we go. Wow, Kentucky, that's amazing. Mm. So you, you were talking about uh, having uh, permission to tune into someone else's cellular memory. And I guess you found permission recently when you, uh, you found that you could connect to the past, the cellular memory of Elon Musk. That is true, yes. It just actually, what was really amazing, I was meant to see that. I know that. Do you want me to explain a little bit about how um, I discovered yeah. who, who Elon Musk is? Yeah. Um, yes, I have to apologize, uh, Michael. Uh, we were talking the other day about um, Elon Musk and uh, Nikola Tesla, and I said it was in the 30s. Well, it was actually in the 1800s. It was um, 1833, not 1933. Yes. Okay. That was my guess. That was my yes, guess. Yes, yes, yes. Well, there you are. And what happened when the spaceship actually crashed, two alien beings were in that spaceship. It was not a huge spaceship, but quite large. And inside it had space within space because the um, Nicarons knew how to um, develop space within space you know, millions of years ago. But anyway, in 1833, this alien spacecraft crashed in a place just outside of Texas as it is today. The farmer found them in the morning and he was horrified to see this spaceship all mangled and two alien beings lying on the ground. One was dead, the other one very badly injured and he was still alive. He was wheeled back in a, a wooden wheelbarrow with a wooden wheel that had a metal strip around it. And he took him inside. He finally got him on with his two sons onto the actual bed. He called for the local doctor, which took four and a half hours for him to come out, roughly. And he said, look, this is all I can do. I bandaged him and I've given him some shots, but I have no idea of his physiology. You know, he, he's an alien, isn't he? And the farmer said, he's got to be. So that went on for a while, but eventually he died. And because he couldn't go back into his own spirit vibration, because he was in the, in the earthly vibration, he hung around and then picked the opportunity and was within Nikola Tesla, born as a baby and growing up as the greatest inventor of all time. Sadly, he was poisoned by the FBI. And the reason he was poisoned was so they could actually take all his technology because he created the most amazing technology in that era of time. No other scientist could do it. Thomason um, was so jealous. Thomas Edison. His, Thomas Edison was so jealous of Nikola Tesla. He also cheated um, Nikola Tesla out of a large sound of money that he was supposed to be paid for the invention that he created for him. But he also had a friend called the F in the FBI called Edgar Hoover. 
The funny part about it is he was planned, he, they planned to actually kill him and take his stuff, all of it, which they did. But they missed out on one very important thing. Nikola Tesla had the ability to create what is called a time machine. And he was working on it in a very secret location that no one else knew except him. Unfortunately, he passed away before he completed it. The interesting factor is, as he was in spirit world, eventually he went and was born as Elon Musk. And he named his car company Tesla Electronics or Electric Cars or whatever the name may be, but it was Tesla. I believe deep down inside of Elon Musk, there is a knowing of who he is. And when I say who he is, I mean Nicholas Tesla. He didn't know at, this, at that time that he could have actually been an alien. But I believe that he does feel it, but he doesn't say it to anyone because he doesn't want to be ridiculed. But I feel that he actually knows deep down inside of himself because of the type of technology that he's created in this vibration now, there must be something about him that's beyond this planet. And what I also found out, he's building spacecrafts that will go to Mars. He wants to build, which is common knowledge, he wants to build an entire complex there so he can continue with his research. He intends to live there and continue his research because he has something deep inside of him that he's not aware of that he has to go somewhere, but he doesn't know where. But his consciousness, which is basically like his mind, is driving him to go to a place called Nakaris. And I've also found out through his cellular memory that he is what is called a Nakaron. And that's 417,000 light years from planet Earth. And that'll be very interesting for him when he starts going beyond Mars, trying to work out where he's going. So what he's doing is going home. Yeah, sure. And what about what happened to his to the ship that he crashed in? That must have been great technology oh, well, for whoever. Yes, can it, it? it was, but it was very badly. It was like basically so badly wrecked, but also melted. A lot of components were all melted because of what actually happened. It literally just caught on fire. And it just literally entered the, the Earth's vibration and crashed. What the farmer did, he literally dug a hole with his sons and buried all the broken parts. And he tipped the big parts into what they call a ravine, which was not that far from his, um, his farm. And the ravine is probably only about, say, 50 feet wide. It's where the earth actually split. And a lot of that's happened over America. And it's very, very deep. So maybe oh. one day somebody might find it. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. Sorry, maybe did you say like a crack in the earth, like it had split? Like how far across was it split? About it 50 feet. 50 it could feet. be 50 meters. I could have misunderstood that. But, but yeah, I so you just chucked it feet, I believe 50 feet because... In those days, everything was feet. 
inches in America. So no one really goes down there? No, no one goes down there. No, uh, it's too deep. Okay. And it's, it's the crevices move because the earth has literally come apart. I mean, there's a place in Australia like that, mate, um, near Bendemia. It's called, it's, it's on the Oxley Highway. And there's a lookout. And if you actually go to that lookout, it's actually come apart. And there's a waterfall at the other left end of it. And it's massive. It's probably 200 metres wide. Wow. But it's all slate on the other side. And it's, it's just slates just sliding down every so often as the earth moves. It's quite incredible. So these things do happen. It's a natural phenomenon. Kentalkis, Elon Musk is well known for creating artificial intelligence, but he's also well known for being hesitant for how quickly we are letting it express and get better and better and, and show its power. Do you have any comments on the future of uh, artificial intelligence? I do. This is simply, um, how would you say, it's not my opinion, it's my inner truth. That's how I'll put it. You know, it's great to advance in technology, absolutely. But I'll be honest, hardly anyone on this planet be, be, besides, say, some scientists know how today's technology actually works. I mean, if we go back when in the industrial side of life where everything worked from a physical point, you know, you've got a piston that, dr that drives a motor to drive a, a fan belt to um, saw a piece of timber down the centre. It's all done in a machinery way. There's no, how would you say, electrical um, microchips to actually drive it. But today, he's now created a, microch a microchip that has the possibilities of literally driving a vehicle. And without that microchip, the vehicle would be dead. So that's pretty highly advanced. Today, with our technology, everything runs on a computer board. You know, you've got all your little bits and pieces, your little microchips placed here, your little microchips placed there. And microchips are an interesting factor. Most of them, I believe today still, are designed with crystal, natural crystal that's found in the earth, that's found in volcanoes, because crystals are well known to hold memory. So that type of technology has been around for hundreds of millions of years. The Nicarons used it millions of years ago. They don't use it anymore. They don't have to. They use their mind connected with living energy to do their creating. It's just mind-blowing. It's so far advanced if you compare it to, say, what we have as technology on this earth. The interesting factor about creating artificial intelligence is not really a negative. It can be a positive if the people inventing it are creating it for a positive outcome. If they're not balanced and they're creating it as, say, soldiers to fight wars, well, humanity has got a real problem, a really big issue in the future. And that future will not be that far away. Like robots you're talking about. Robots. And the interesting factor is movies tell the truth. Did you know that? <laughs> movies tell the truth. Take Arnie Schwarzenegger. 
He played in Terminator. Study the Terminator. Listen to the dialogue, why they're doing it. Listen to where these big centers are creating all these robots and listen to what they're saying. And what they're basically saying is now, we're going to destroy all of humanity. We're going to walk on your skulls and crush you because we're taking over because our intelligence has exceeded yours beyond all imagination. We don't need you anymore. We run ourselves. We fix ourselves and we are the future. That's basically what was being said in those movies. Yeah, which is the greatest fear. Which is the greatest fear. There's been a, quite a lot of those movies, mate, that yeah. – that, are creating the truth so we realize that's why it's happening. To me, once robots are created, which they are creating them now, I mean, look at the saga in Japan when they created those three robots. As soon as they made them active, they raised their arms and they shot 27 scientists, murdered them all. And that's all kept quiet. It came out, but now I don't think anyone remembers. But it was true, and that was sabotage to get the information. And the person who got the information, he was murdered once the information was put over. So you've got to ask yourself, well, where are they getting that technology from? Well, Elon Musk is a highly advanced being with an intelligence deep inside his cellular memory that he's not even fully aware of, that he's an alien that has that technology. And Tesla, right, is an alien because he had the alien come into his body at birth. Then he came into Elon Musk. Elon Musk now has created all this technology, made billions of dollars with his Tesla cars, and now he's making rockets that are more superior to NASA. So much more superior. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, they are a threat, Michael, a big threat. Well, actually, you've, I've asked you years ago about uh, robots, and you said on many planets, you said something like on many planets, robots come and go. That is true. They Robots get, come and they, go. They get out. They get made. They come along, they, and there's, everyone's really excited. Well, not everyone, and then they get outlawed because they're just um, more dangerous. Da so it's not worth having robots. Not the way or the purpose for what the military wants them to be, because you see, you can understand a person because you can communicate with them from a thought consciousness, from conditioning, from belief systems, where the data that's entered into a, a robot is limited. But if you put in self-development, then that can go far beyond you. And then that's where the issue begins. And eventually, robots will say, well, we don't really need these pathetic flesh human bodies anymore. Let's eradicate them, eliminate them completely. Has that, and, yeah. has that really got to that point? Not at the moment it hasn't. No, but I mean, really like, no, but like in, in, in the history of other planets, has, yes. it, has it literally got to the point that like, like so many, uh, like exactly what we're talking about, that robots have literally said, oh, wow, 
we are more intelligent than this species that created us. We should probably eliminate them because they're not good for themselves. Okay. Yes, that's true. That's I'll actually happened? Absolutely. I'll tell you a very wow. quick story. You want to know a very quick story? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Going back about one and a half, maybe one and three quarter million years ago, the Nakarons were asked to come and help this civilization that was probably round about, say, a thousand light years from where they are. And after explaining what the situation was, the Nakarons put together seven battleships, which, I mean, are huge. <laughs> if you saw one, you would just say, oh, my God, they are huge. And they're all created out of living energy. They're alive. And so is their technology. With their advancement on these um, 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 impenetrable force fields around every single warrior, they had no fear of death because they wouldn't die. They couldn't be um, entered in any way whatsoever. So they went to this planet and what they discovered was horrifying. There were like on one side, on the right side, were the robots. On the left side were the humans where they all gathered in one absolutely massive, massive area and divided the city off to try and hold back the robots. The robots were created by them, but the robots became self-learning. And once a robot becomes self-learning, they don't have a spirit. They don't have a heart. They don't have the logic to understand this is not what you do. We created you, but you can't come and kill us. But that's what they were doing, literally killing them. They didn't have weapons. They would literally just grab a human and just crush them, their throat or whatever. The Nakarons landed. They knew the situation, so they landed on the other side. They came out. They met who they had to meet and discussed whatever had to be discussed. And the Nakarans said, that's enough. We'll be back. And they went and just went over and literally destroyed the robots. They literally chopped the robots in half and then they vaporized them completely. It took about three and a half days and wiped out every single robot. And that was that. And that planet was asked never to create a robot again. And they said, we never will. So the Nakarons helped them create a better form of technology from a physical perspective so they could live more peacefully and have, hey, would you say, the pleasures of life that a robot was supposed to have given them. Like robots were created to help them build their cars, do this, do that, whatever, but it didn't work out. They became self-learning. So, yeah, that's just a quick overview of that story. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And, like, that isn't to say, yeah, no, that isn't to say, obviously it isn't to say that Nakarans on Nakaris don't have amazing technology because they do. So super intelligent, but it's not like, I guess, self-aware intelligence. It's it's for a purpose. Um, their their um, intelligence is self-awareness, absolutely. I have to say that. Their, te their technology in creating things is um, directly connected with mind to living energy. 
they can formulate living energy through these mass computers with their mind, and they know exactly if they were building a spaceship, for instance, they can create living energy from invisibility, that living energy is, into the physical world and create a panel, a large, massive panel that will fit perfectly into that ship. It's it's a really hard thing to define and to explain, but that's basics of how it works. And they create everything through thought consciousness into physical matter from a substance called living energy. And living energy is here now on Earth. It's in every single universe. And that's what has created everything on Earth. Humans have created everything by thought, through logic, into the physical realm of matter. Just in the Chirons, 27 million years old in evolution, um, have created everything through mind. Mm. And the mind is what we need to open and allow logic to stand behind us and listen and learn because in logic is the ego created. You, you just said ego. I was just thinking, I wanted to also ask, because I'm reading your book Entrapment again about uh, mm. ego and fear, and it's really good to read that again. I was wondering, does if you create a, because I've, I've, I've studied a bit about creating AI with, and how it's coded. Um, mm. it, would you say that robots, robots would have to be created with some kind of ego because they have fear, because they don't want to do wrong, because they want to grow? Do you have any comment on that? Uh, uh, just a small one. Okay. If you take the creators of those robots, you have to ask yourself the question, why are they creating them and what is their outcome or their long purpose? If you find the people creating them are narcissists, um, have deep-rooted emotional drama and not balanced, what they're putting into the robot is characteristics of themselves through data transfer. And that's dangerous, just like, a, just like a human. You condition a human to have ultimate fear. So whenever they stand up and go out the door, they fear everything. What you're setting up in one way is a very negative person. But if you add anger, then you have the possibilities of great violence because they come hand in hand. Mm. That's why when we have a child, we must balance on this earth ourselves out first as mother and father so we can learn to release all the negative experiences that we've had as well as the characteristics that have been transferred from our parents into the DNA of who we are. And as we grow up, that DNA comes out and we don't realize what we're doing. We're not the individual we should be mm. because we don't have the self-awareness. What we do have possibly is the negative characteristics of both our parents, which in turn will shape our life forever 
if we don't stop and do something about it. Sure. Well, That's my entrapment. A... Yeah, sorry, Michael. You want to say anything about entrapment from that no. point? Oh, I'm, I'm loving reading it again. It's uh, uh, it's it's just, I have to say, your first book, Kentucky, is yes. well written. And, uh, and why don't you share with others that you're, you're rewriting it into your new setup? When you... When, when you read, if you choose to read the new one, and it's called Entanglement, The Long Journey Home, it's about double the length, but it starts off with not just the introduction, but human society. And that is an eye-opener. Wow. But then it goes through all the different parts. You know, it goes through the emotions, the ego, fearful ego, the dominator, the opinion person, all that type of stuff. And then it goes into love talking about conditional love versus unconditional love. It explains why we are in such turmoil when we get married. And most of us end up having two or three marriages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't deal with our emotions and we draw an emotional person like us into our life because it's energy and energy is everything. And it's teaching us that we have to look at ourselves and until we look at ourselves and release all those negative aspects of ourselves, we shouldn't have children because all we're doing is passing on our damage onto our children. Or look at ourselves. <laughs> look at ourselves, yes. Cells. Cells, yes, yeah, cells, cells. Look That's at ourselves, our cellular yes. memory. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say about cellular memory? I believe everyone on this earth has the ability if they're willing to discipline themselves to find out who they were previous life and all the lies before that, which will actually show you what you were like as a person, as a human being, and what you are today. I believe today we have more fear in us from our experiences than ever because governments worldwide are literally dictating to us and only telling us or teaching us what they want us to know so we are more easily controlled in the very near future to come for the new world order. And that is the honest, honest, honest truth of my heart. But listening to it is another thing. Mm. Well, thank you, Kentakis, again, for all that you've shared if you'd like to find out more about Kentakis, he has a website, which is etcconsciousness.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Kentakis. And uh, yeah, if you, also if you have any questions or for ever, any reason would like to contact us, simply email kentakis at gmail.com. That's all for now. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for more.